ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast again i want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the raider the saint podcast thank you so much i appreciate the support it means a lot to me when i see everyone tuning in every week to the podcast i couldn't have done it without you guys you guys keep me going and it means a lot really means a lot there's times where i don't even want to podcast i know i took two weeks off last week but i was on vacation i didn't get a chance to really go in depth i try to really Go really past it real quick. Just I, I want to just get through it and get to my guest. Even it went two hours too. So uh, this podcast is just me solo, solo dolo. It it's an honor to be here. It's taken me a while to be able to podcast by myself. It's it's probably the hardest thing, especially when I got so many people listening to me. And one thing I've learned about being a podcaster is you got to be truthful. You got to be honest. Not with the people that are listening but with yourself and so uh, it ended up being a lot easier uh, believe it or not it takes a lot of practice for sure but just come out here and just be yourself and just be open and, and tell the tell the truth and i'm not trying to sit here and act like i'm some baller or some some gang member or all-star i'm not I'm a, I'm a normal human being just like you guys are listening i work hard i, I try my best to work hard we go through a lot of things in life, and I've been going through a lot. And obviously, if you listen to this podcast since the beginning, you know I've been through a lot. So, yeah, I, I'm here, and let's get this podcast started, man. Today's date is April the 12th. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. The year is 2022. I'm at my pad in my backyard, my beautiful backyard, relaxing, listening to the birds chirping, the planes flying. It's a beautiful uh, Sunday. I got a birthday party later today. Shout out to my sister, Denise, my sister-in-law, Denise, who turns, I don't even know how she's turning. I think she's 27, maybe. 27, 28. She's around there. But uh, shout out to her. She's been on the show, too. She's a big supporter of the show. She listens to the show. Every episode she hasn't missed, so thank you for your support. That means a lot. We'll be having some pizza later and just hanging out. If you guys want to be on the podcast, you want to be a sponsor, advertiser, guest, you guys can hit me up at the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. That is the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. This, like I said, this podcast is growing. 
It's this is my going. I'm in my third year of podcasting, doing one podcast a week. Eventually, I want to get up to two. Just trying to take my time and just get to where where I want to be. Everything in life, from what I've experienced, it takes time. It takes time to build things. You can't just build a house overnight. It it takes time to build, especially if you're trying to build an empire. But yeah, if you guys want to be a show, you can also hit me up on Instagram, the Raider and the Saint. Facebook, if you guys use Facebook, I rarely go on Facebook anymore. Uh, just use Instagram to promote my podcast. A couple shout-outs. Shout-out to Wimpy's Pawn Shop, 750 West Foothill Boulevard in Azusa, California. If you guys are looking to buy, sell, or trade anything, I uh, think they'll even take your soul, too. Uh, hit them up. Also, give a shout-out to Maine's Pawn Shop. I don't have the address for that. I will have it next time. But they're they're same businesses, uh, not brother and sister. They're they're all owned by the same family. So shout out to them. If you guys need anything, man, I I, I just picked up a. It's me and my wife's twentieth anniversary, and I just picked up a nice ring for her. I was gonna go to a nice jewelry store, but you know these guys they know their jewelry. They they go to school to get their. They're licensed to be able to recognize fake diamonds, real diamonds, what level there's there's are. There's a bunch of different levels in diamonds that I don't really know anything about. So I went there because I trust them, their family, and they gave me a good deal. So whatever you guys need, you need tools, uh, construction equipment, looking to buy a couple games for your kids, uh, you're looking for guns, whatever. They they got some good stuff, and they, and they got good deals, and the pawn shop business is really good, I'll tell you that. Another shout-out to my boy, Freddie Morales, my boy, Freddie. Uh, thank you for coming out for, for the the golf tournament on Monday. I'll get to that shortly. But thanks, brother, for coming out and supporting, supporting me and, the, and the, you know, just being part of that tournament. If you guys want to buy, sell, refinance your home, he's the guy to go to. He's a loan officer slash he's his own business owner now, so he, he does everything on his on his own. He doesn't work behind a company. He's doing it on his own, which I'm proud of him for doing that. Uh, he's been in the mortgage business for a long time, and he's doing his thing, man. He says he's uh, what does he say? He's a, a kicking ass and a, what do he say? I'm kicking ass and cashing checks, big ass checks. He said uh, we were actually grouped together, so I was asking him how he was doing. He says he says it's hard to be motivated when you're cashing these big ass checks. <laughs> so that that was a good saying but yeah keep grinding brother i'm proud of you so hit them up if you guys want to refinance your home looking to buy sell whatever hit them up freddie at grosscapital.com that's freddie at grosscapital.com also want to give a shout out to my boy uh robert murphy he's a ups driver he just started his own well, he's had his business for a while. He started selling shirts and hats out of his trunk, and now he's on Etsy.com. That's Etsy.com. If you're looking to buy some, some crazy hats, shit, that's just he's on he's on another level. Uh, I got a lot of his gear in my in my closet. One of them says "fuck socialism." I've had that shirt for many years now, and every once in a while I'll bring it out. But if you're looking to buy some support, the the local business owner. The independent entrepreneur man, uh, his prices are really cheap. I think twenty bucks for a, a, a sweater. Uh, you can hit him up, uh, Etsy. He's on Etsy, and you would type in "hood hat trap worldwide." 
That's Hood Hat Trap Worldwide. So Hood, H-O-O-D, Hat, and then Trap, T-R-A-P, Worldwide. Support him, man. He's been a good friend for me for many years at, at UPS. And we've always had great conversations. I've always been trying to get him on the podcast, but uh, he's on a different level. And hopefully one of these days he changes his mind to come on and, and spread the, the, the knowledge to the people. He really likes history. He reads a lot of books with history that has to do with history. And, yeah, he, he's, he's doing his thing. He's started, starting up his uh, – his, uh, trying to expand selling his clothing. Pretty good stuff. Take a look. Support him. Really good prices, and he's trying to get his thing going. So give him some support. He's also a listener of the show. And thanks, uh, Robert, for your support, bro. Appreciate it. My guest, my past guest last week, Roger Mendoza. Thank you so much, sir, for coming on the show. It means a lot to get you to come on and meet new people. It's an honor to meet new people. It's always cool to catch up and not just catch up. Uh, I, I never met the guy, but. You know what? You guys know what I mean. Just getting him, getting new people in here, and just having a decent—not uh, decent either, but a, a great conversation. And I think that's what we need to do. Is we all need to open our horizons and and being able to have a conversation with new people and and le- and listen to their opinions, even though a lot of our 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 opinions were basically the same. But I'm looking to uh, meet new people and and meet new people on this podcast is a great way to do it. Especially because so many people are listening. You know, when you meet new people or at the bar or at a part, birthday party or whatever, and they have their opinions, it seems to be, well, I believe this. Well, I believe that. And then it gets out of hand and people are in the, on the podcast. Many people are listening. So you have to be respectful. And I think that's what we need to do in this, in this world is be respectful for people's opinion. Don't look down because they believe in people. Oh, I want to get a vaccine. I want to. I think get vaccinated, or you shouldn't. Da, 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 da. It's it's a waste of breath, man. In the end, we're all gonna fucking die. So just listen, listen, pay attention, be respectful, and who knows what you'll get out of it. You know, because in the end, we're all we are gonna go. And for us to sit here and act like we all know everything, no one knows everything, especially where we go when we die. Do we just, that's it? Lights shut out? Or do we go somewhere? Do we go to another realm? Do we go to another universe? Do we get reborn? Do we go to heaven? Do we go to hell? Do we come back as a cockroach? Do we come back as a king? Who knows? So when people act like they know everything and this and that, it's, come on, man. Let's just let's just grow up and be respectful to one another. Other than that, that was my intro. Uh once again, thank you guys for listening, man. This is episode 117. This is the 117th episode. And I'm here today, this morning. I Well, let's go back a bit. Friday was my, my late brother, my brother who just passed away. You guys know it was his birthday on Friday. He turned 36. He turned 36, and I know it's been, it was tough. It was tough on my parents, tough on everybody. He hasn't even been gone a year yet, and it's been something that I've been struggling with for months now, eating, drinking, 
getting off my goal. Like my goal, I had a goal to lose weight before my DOT expires in September. And I was already going to the gym and doing those things and knowing that it takes a long process to lose the weight properly. I didn't go visit him. I went to work. I had a game. I'll talk about the game in a little bit. But I, I, I said, I'm going Sunday. I'm going to go Sunday. So I have time to hang out, talk with him. And so, yeah, I just got back. I literally just got back. I didn't want a podcast. I said, I'll do it Monday. Let me just go in the bedroom, lay down, binge watch The Wire. I'm binge watching The Wire right now. I got home. Well, I was there, and I just got this mean old headache. I just got this mean headache, and I, I got home, and I said, you know what, dude? I'm just going to podcast. I'm going to podcast. I'm going to do things that make me feel good, that give me relief. And one thing I, I like, I look forward to is podcasting. Get in here and just being myself and just blabbing around. So got back. I set up the equipment. I said, okay, I'm going to podcast. And I actually feel a lot better now. He, uh, so yeah, his birthday was Friday. I went to work. I had a big game on, on Friday. And Saturday, I had to go to work. I went to work and then I had practice with the kids. So I said, Sunday, Sunday morning when I wake up, I'm going to go down there. So Sunday, so this morning I woke up, got up, I went, ran some errands, went to 7-Eleven, grabbed him a pop. That's what he called soda. He called soda a pop. I'm going to grab a pop. And I went down there and I drank a little bit of it. I was thirsty. And I put it there and I, I just spoke with them. I spoke with them for a good probably 30 minutes. Just just had had a, a personal conversation with my brother. I was going to take the kids, take the wife, and I said, no, let me just go down there and talk. And I went down there and talked. And, you know, even even when I got there, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk and just have a good conversation and, and go. But I still cry, man. I still cry. You know, it's just, it's still, it's the shell shock. You know, who, who would have known? You know, how many people lose lose loved ones at, at such a young age i mean the, i'm i don't know what the percentage is i would like to know but i'm getting through it you know just taking it day by day keeping moving uh, just staying busy so this past monday april 4th we had a tournament golf tournament it started off with me my brother and my cousin daniel Shout out to my cousin Daniel. And we would get together. We would we because we were golfers. We would go to the golf tournaments. We would always go to the Tiger Woods World, uh, the Tiger yeah Tiger Woods World Challenge Sh at the Sher Sherwood Country Club. And Thousand Oaks is it Thousand Oaks? It was up to over there. Go take the one hundred and one, shoot it all the way down, going towards Santa Barbara. But it was at the Sherwood Country Club for many years. So we would go every Sunday. We we loved, we were all big fans of Tiger Woods. And so this is when Tiger Woods is winning, winning a lot, winning the Masters. And we would shoot down there. And there was times where we would get a hotel. We would get a hotel. We would stay the night. I got so many stories of every time we went. One time I got kicked out. I'll talk talk about that later, later on down the road. But we, uh, well, I guess I could tell you one story. Well, one time, it was me and my brother and my cousin Daniel. 
And this was this was when Tiger had just got caught cheating. That whole sex scandal, and is when he got in that big accident. His wife fucking ran after with the golf club, and he crashed, and he was in the hospital, lost his tooth and everything. Well, it was a big blow to us because we looked up to him. You know, we looked up to him like he was he he was our hero. The guy was just so perfect, just so dominant on and off the field. So when it happened, it it it, it like man, these people ain't perfect. There's they always got they always got something going on behind the scenes. So we went and what well, we we always well my brother didn't drink. It was me and my cousin. We would have beers on the way there, and we would drink, walk the course, drink, have some cigars, and just have a good time. And we grabbed it that year. We, Tiger wasn't was out. He was out. Obviously, he wasn't going to show up. And so we went down there, and we we bought a bottle of vodka, some OJ, and we're drinking it. We're drinking it early in the morning. You know, we're, we're six. I think we're leaving at like six in the morning, and we get there. And like feeling good, you know, it's a hike. It's a hike to get to the shuttles. And then the shuttle takes you up through these nice multi-million dollar homes. You're going through this nice neighborhood. So we get in, boom, and we, we're walking. There's people everywhere. We're going through the shops, looking at stuff to buy. And you, as soon as you walk out of the clubhouse, there's the first hole. And next thing you know... I lose I I lose my my cousin and my brother. I end up the alcohol kicks in so quick. The the orange juice is because so much sugar in the vodka. I think I drank almost the I think I drank the we shared almost the whole bottle. I end up passing out on the first hole, on the side, passed out like the, the golf tournament hasn't even started yet, and I'm I'm passed out. I'm stumbling. I just black out. Next you know. Security comes, and it's not hardcore security. It's it's, it's people that that uh, volunteer. So next thing you know, I'm, I'm on this golf cart. I'm fucked up, and this old man is driving me in the golf cart, and I mess, and I'm and I'm fucked up, and they're kicking me out. They're taking me to my car, and. I, as, I'm, as he's driving me, my cousin and my brother are looking for me. They see me. They pull up, and they're like, like, fuck, what happened, you know? And my cousin's like, I knew I should not let you go. And I says, you know, I'm, all, I'm fucked up. Can't even talk. And So they stay. They stay in the tournament. They're walking around. They take and, – and uh, it's December, might you add. It's December. So they they follow us. They, they're walking. He's – and the old man's driving me in the golf cart. And I remember, I still remember this this to this day. The old man's like, what's going on, son? What's going on? And that, right then and there, I just started crying. I started bawling, man. And I says, man, Tiger let me down. And I says, Tiger let me down, man. And right when, he, right when I said that, he had sympathy for me. Because he understood. Everyone loves Tiger. Everyone still loves Tiger today. Uh, we just know that he's he's not perfect. He's human, and if you watch a lot of his documentaries, they got one on HBO. I think it's called Tiger. I've read a couple of uh, uh, Haney's Hank Haney's books about Tiger. I've read the the Steve Williams, the caddy that 
that Tiger had for many years. I I read his books too on Tiger, but the really good one was the one on HBO. Talks about how Tiger was raised and everything. But this is years later when I read that stuff. So uh, he tells me, you know, sober. Uh, he he told me he goes, hey man, I don't I don't remember what he said. I just know that he had sympathy for me. He didn't look down on me. He didn't. And it's, he just says, hey man, you could sober up and you could come back in. I'm still trying to remember what he said, but it, they were comforting words. I, I He understood where I was coming from. I didn't show up to get drunk and just cause ruckus. I was truthful to him. I told him, Tiger let me down, man. And that was, that was the last time I ever looked up to anybody that's like that. Because to be at that level, you got to give up something. And Tiger gave up a lot of things that later... Later down the road, years later, we under, I understand what was given up for him to be. You're going to have to give up some if you're going to be that great at golf. My cousin, so, I'm, so I get there. I think I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my brother and my cousin Daniel to come. No, I think I had the keys. I was driving. I had the keys. They come. They give me the keys. I remember that they left the windows down, and it was fucking cold. I went. I took. I went to sleep in the car, and I woke. And uh, I remember uh, it was freezing. And I, when they came back, I go, "Why'd you? Why'd you leave the windows down? Man, it was fucking freezing." They came back like around two or three after the tournament. So I was fucking hungover. It was. It was. It was horrible. So they were hungry. They said, "Let's go eat." There was this Mexican restaurant down the hill from the golf course where we would go and eat. After every tournament. So we went. I'm hungover. And I tell my cousin. I, and I was young. I think my brother was probably like 20. I was like 26, 27. And we went to the Spanx's restaurant. I tell my cousin, man, how do you get rid of this high hangover? I go, I feel like shit. He goes, you keep drinking. So I said, fuck it. So I ordered some, we ordered some shots, ordered some beers. And I'm just I'm trying to get rid of this hangover. Like fuck, this is horrible. So when you so this Mexican restaurant, that's all there is around the golf course. It's just this Mexican restaurant. Uh, it's a nice one. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice area, but there's really nowhere else to go. There's no bars or anything. So we're sitting at the bar, and a lot of the people from the golf course would go down there and eat. So every year we would go. We're hoping to see some celebrity or some golfer show up, whatever, and. Sure enough, you'll get. We got a lot of the caddies coming in at the bar. So one of the caddies shows up. I think he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was Colin Montgomery's caddy, or Pat, or Patrick Harrington's. He was somebody's caddy. One of one of the golfers we knew. Uh, well, we we follow a lot of golf, so we we knew the golfer he was talking about. So he was a, this guy was a scratch golfer too, and so we're talking. But then he starts getting really cocky. Like we're asking him questions because I'm like, oh wow, he's caddy for a pro. So we're 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 googly eyed and, and talking to. But then he starts getting cocky. He starts getting really cocky, and by the by the way he was talking, and then and then he started like talking down on us, not talking down directly, but just the way he it, it ended, the conversation ended up going. So, so he ends up he ends up leaving because we're all drinking at the bar. He ends up leaving. I don't know where he went to the restroom, or I think he might have went to the restroom or something. And uh, 
when you at that bar you would they would you would give them your credit card and then they would put it in an empty glass and they would put the glass right in front of you and so what happened was they they put the glass next to us and what i ended up doing because you know we got the bill what i ended up doing was i grabbed his card and then i gave it to i gave it to the the bartender and the bartender cashed them out i put a big tip boom and we bounced Funniest thing I've ever, craziest thing I've ever done. Just bounced. <laughs> a lot of stories, man. A lot of stories about golf. When it comes to me, my brother, and my cousin. We had it. We we've been doing that tournament for years, and now it's grown to about. We had 19 people show up on Monday. The 20th spot was left for my brother. We brought, I brought his golf clubs. Uh, brought a pitcher. Shout out to my boy Edgar. Edgar uh, was riding solo, so he rode with my brother and and, and spirit. But my cousin did. He made a jacket. So years ago, he made a, a Masters jacket, and so we would play every Masters. It was a Masters tournament every year, and whoever won would get the jacket for the year. So we did that on Monday. Uh, really emotional for me. I had to do a speech after the game. After the uh, tournament and thought I was going to be okay and I end up crying again and that's fine you know I'm, I have no shame in that it's it's okay to hurt it's okay to be emotional it's okay to express your emotions I think holding it in makes things worse it's okay and we got to learn that we got to learn to express ourselves in, in certain ways just don't get out of hand just don't start drinking and shooting your gun in the air but yeah, I, I, I cried. But everyone, every guy there had sympathy. Everyone was respectful, and, and thank you, everyone who showed up. It was it was cool. I, I posted it on Instagram if you want to look at the pictures. It was a it was a good day. Uh, except uh, I got severe heartburn because I was I was pushing my limits, and I had to slow it down. I lost. I, I think I took last place the year before. So last year I I took second place. But there was maybe about 10 of us, maybe 12 of us. So this year we, we had more talent. And I think the winner shot a, if you guys are go, no golf terms, he actually shot a 77. But because of handicaps, he ended up shooting like an 87. You know, we got to figure that out. That's one thing we got to figure out is we got to figure out handicaps. But it was, it was a good turnout. Uh, I'll be back next year. I'm going to start training. And I just wanted to uh, just get through it. You know, I, I did not play a couple holes. Uh, I was out of shape. Definitely out of shape. Probably the worst out of shape I've ever been. But I'll be back. I know what it is, what I need to to get back to the top. You know, 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 what, it's, know what it takes. So I'll be back next year. But it, that that's what happened on Monday. Yeah, man, it's... That's what's going on with 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 me. Uh, going back to uh, what I was talking about earlier, uh, like the kids that I'm coaching, the, the Matt Leinert Flag Football League. This is my third season as a head coach for the Browns football team. For just yeah, third season, I got four players that have been with me for three seasons now. 
Uh, I've added uh, added uh, two new guys last season. They're back this season, and then I got a new new player this season. The development of the kids to see the progression over the three seasons since August, practicing with them once a week has been uh, tremendous to see their development, see how fast they're getting. I mean, I got to work with everything, everything with them is uh, teaching them, teaching them new things, uh, working with, with their, their, their mental part. And it's hard being a head coach. It's pretty hard. Really, really hard to get, keep their attention. I know that I can't do the same exercise with them or same agility things with them every week because then they start getting bored. I have to start mixing things up. And then I also have to come prepared of what am I going to teach them? What do I need to teach them? We went undefeated last season. And we lost in the finals to a team that we beat twice already that season. And he, we had just beat him the week before. It was mental. A lot of it was mental, mental mistakes. We gave up two big plays. When it, when it gets to real competitive flag football, that's not high scoring. It's, it's, it's defense. And that's one thing I've been focusing on is defense, teaching them certain techniques. And we, we play cover two. I, I keep it cover two, uh, four two. That means four, four defenders in the front, two safeties in the back. And I teach them to keep everything in front of you. If they're faster than you, give them some space, but keep them in front of you. I work on their footwork. I work on their flag pulling. I work with their cardio. I work with uh, I work with everything. And it's hard when you're only practicing once a week. So one thing I, I they had to learn was they had to lose and they lost. I says that was in the pocket. When you ring, when you win, you get a trophy and you get a ring. And I don't know if it was, I think it was a lot of pressure from the parents, a lot of pressure on them just mentally. They just, they, they, our offense just couldn't score. We, we couldn't get it going. So that was last season. This season, our first game was last week. We've had, I think we had like four practices before that. And we picked up where we left off. We played this team, the Rams. Same team from last season. And we beat them. We had two pick sixes. We, it was 30-6. to six. It's just hard to get that offense rolling. I, my quarterback, he just, I don't know what it is. He's, he was my quarterback last season. He's quiet. And he just, he's got to take control, man. You got to be, you got to step up and, and be the man. And he just he just has not been able to do that. So I got a quarterback this season. Actually, the quarterback that I got was the part of the team that won the championship last season. So I had I had him I have him on, and he throws the ball really good. Throw the ball is really good. He's accurate, but he's short. He's he's, he's pretty short, shortest guy on our team. Uh, can throw. But it's got no athletic ability. So I've been working with him and encouraging him. And we had a good game. First game was good. We won 36. Uh, like I said, I, I, I focus on defense. I take pride in defense. I was a DB. 
And I love defense. I, I love that that still curtain, that lockdown defense. Just you ain't you ain't getting nothing. And I wish I could teach him more. I, I try to add too much in the in the championship game. When we were practicing, I was trying to put in too much stuff, and the kids just it was just too much for them. And I have to I had to realize okay what I had to teach him a certain way. I can't throw everything at him in one day and go hey if he's going this way you got to do this. It's too much. I have to keep it basic. And just get that basic as strong as I can. And then maybe I can add a little of this. And I tried it last season, and I fucked up. You know, I take that loss on me. I fucked up. We, we could have had him not score. Uh, also, I have a, a, a player that gave up a touchdown who didn't even show up with cleats. He showed up to the playoffs and the final championship with no cleats. And the same kid that's been missing practice. You know, and that's all me. I've had him for three seasons already. This guy's missed more practice and games than everybody else combined. And it's on me. This third season, I wasn't going to bring him back, but this season was on me. And now I, now I have to stand up and, and, and take the bullet. So we had a game this past Friday. It was my brother's birthday. Wore my, wore my shirt that I have that we had made for his funeral. And this team, half the team were returning players from the fall season that went undefeated won a championship. And these kids are good. I think they're like, you're Belinda boys. They're all white boys. You're Belinda, Brea. They've been, they, they've been playing with each other, not sexually, but athletically, uh, since they're little kids. And so they, they, these guys are good, good athletic kids. And I remember us playing playing against them in the in the fall, and, and I was anxious to see us compete with them again. Like, where has my development come with these kids? Like, this is my own evaluation of myself. Like, did I did I do right with these kids? Are they are they gonna be like how they were when we first played in the fall, uh, August and September? We had a good turnout. We, it was it was a good it was a good game it was it was a because we or this team went undefeated the the it's winter season my team these guys weren't in the league they a lot of a lot of the players take winter off so we went undefeated we were the dominant team and I told them the kids I told the parents I says listen we're gonna have to start practicing twice a week this spring season there's a lot of competitive teams out there we need to start practicing twice and. All the parents said, yeah. They said, okay. Because I remember we asked one parent, I said, we should be practicing twice a week. And he goes, oh, that's too much. That's too much. And now that they've seen that the parents have seen the progression the, player, the players have made, they're in on it. We should be in on it. You're paying. Why do you want – what can I teach these kids in two hours a week? They're going to make them elite. It's a competitive league. These kids are fast. It's fast pace. So they're on board. As a head coach, I says, "Listen, I'm the one coaching your kids. If you don't, if you don't want that, then you coach." And that's the frustrating part is, I'm taking time out of my day to to study, uh, watch YouTube videos on how to do quarterback drills, how to make your feet quicker. I have to make things exciting for these kids. I can't just keep it simple like how I grew up and just show up and run gassers all day or do up up downs or certain just boring drills you with these kids you gotta 
keep them on their toes. So I've been trying my best, and, and these kids have gotten way better. From the first season to now, it's night and day. And that makes me proud. I tell them I, I, I'm proud of them. And even my lady tells me, she's old, you can't yell at them all the time. Even though I don't. I don't, unless they're talking, they're goofing off. I don't yell unless I said, hey, every once in a while I might say something. But she says, you got to encourage them too. And so I, I even, like, for example, they were running five-yard digs. And from the game we just played on Friday, it's hard to get space between these players. These players, they play man, and these guys are fast. They're super fast. And they're bigger than my kids. These guys look like they're in ninth grade. And my kids, I got 7th graders and 8th graders. And so I was practicing with them. I was playing DB. They were playing receiver through 5-yard digs. And I'm getting on them. I'm on top of their back. I'm pulling their shirt. I'm yelling at them. So they could get that feeling of somebody being on them and staying focused to catch the ball. They did, they did fairly well. Because when I'm watching the games, I'm, say, I'm looking at what do we need to practice on. Because at practice, we look good. We're throwing deep posts. We're throwing... Bombs, and before we barely catch those balls. Now we're catching them all the time. Quarterbacks dialing them, up, dialing them in. I said, okay, practice are good. How am I going to get them to play like that in the game? What is it? I remember when I used to practice golf a lot. I used to practice all the time, every day, four, three, four days a week, then golf twice a week. And I was good, man. I could hit any shot on the driving range. Any shot, I was I was on point. But when I go and play in the tournaments, it was like I never played golf before. It was like this mental block. I don't know what it was. So I noticed that if I did drink, I never wanted to drink when I when I was at, when I was golfing on the tournament. I go, I'm not gonna drink. I'm gonna be a professional. Do it, and then I'd play like shit, and then I'd drink a few beers, and it would take me a couple holes to loosen up, and then I would get I would get into my game. Didn't know, couldn't figure out for years. It was just a hard mental block. I don't know what it is, but that's why I, I turned to love the game of golf. Because you couldn't blame anybody but yourself for that shot you hit. You couldn't blame anybody but yourself. And, and, and I loved it, though. I kept coming back to it. And even to this day, I, I love the game of golf. I can't play like I used to in my 20s. You know, the way I could twist and turn. With, I got two herniated discs, but I still dream of that one day and making a, a comeback and Winning that Masters tournament, which uh, we renamed. It's renamed the Martin Gaxiola Masters tournament. But, yeah, going back to coaching, if you guys ever got a chance, man, you guys got kids or you got nieces or nephews, get out there and coach. Try it. It's amazing. It's amazing to see the development that these kids were. So, anyways, we going back to the game on Friday – I was nervous, not nervous. I was just, I didn't know what to expect from these kids. I didn't know what mentality they were going to bring to this game. Sure enough, we lost, all right? We lost 26-12. But I, I, I knew that it was going to be close. I knew it was going to be close. I just didn't know how they were going to react when this team scored. So the first play of the game, they had the ball. Throws it deep. The guy touches. The guy catches it for a touchdown. Runs it in. I mean, just perfect. Nice forty-yard throw, dude. Boom. 
And then after that, at my quarterback's goal, they throw two pick sixes each. First quarter, it's it's 20-0. 20-0 now, first quarter. We gave up three big plays. Fast forward, fast forward to practice yesterday. I get them. I circle them up. I tell them to lay down. They lay down. I tell them to take a deep breath through your nostrils. Hold it in for three seconds. Fill up your lungs. Hold it in three and, and let it go through slowly through your mouth. And as they're doing that, I'm telling them, you know, forget about yesterday. It's over with. We learned what we're going to deal with because we'll see this team in the championship, no doubt. But I have to explain to them in, in certain ways. So as we got up, tell them take a knee. I ask them, the person who, who gave up the touchdown, I go, what's the first thing I said or what I've been saying all week? What did I say? And they just go, uh, uh, uh. Because somebody answered to me, what did I say? And somebody goes, keep everything in front of you. And then I said, exactly. And I told the kid, I go, did you keep him in front of you? He goes, no. I go, but what happened when you did keep people in front of you? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? What happens when you keep people in front of you? Uh, uh, you got an interception. Oh, yeah, you got an interception because you kept everything in front of you. When the ball was in the air, you came out and you picked it off. And I had to explain to them. I said, we gave up three big plays. Okay? We gave up three big plays. But when that, that team got the ball and was trying to drive downfield on us, they couldn't. These kids were good. But my kids are disciplined. They've developed and, and they're learning. I tell them, this game is 90% mental, 10% physical. And I had to keep telling them that. But I was proud of us. I'm proud of you guys. I wasn't expecting us to. We're not mentally there yet. As a team, we're not mentally there yet. We're not finally tuned yet. We're a good team. we got a great defense. But offensively, we we got to work on things. So yesterday I worked on uh, stutter moves. I worked on, on jukes and just working on fundamentals with them. And they did good. They actually did good. I let them scrimmage. Uh, but that one kid who hasn't showed up, hasn't showed up in two Missed two games, has missed almost all the practices, missed all the practice except for one. He has a nerve. He shows up late. We're there. The kids are already laying down in a circle. And he had a nerve during practice uh, to ask me, so, Coach, uh, so, Coach, what, what do you, so, Coach, uh, what position are you going to have me playing? I said, playing? I said, you're right in the pine, bro. I said, you've missed two, and there's kids around, the players listening. I said, you've missed two games, and you've missed all the practices except for one. I said, you're, I go, you got to earn your stripes back. I'm not going to just put you in because you show up. These guys have been showing up to practice every practice, every game to work. Why would I give you playing time over these guys? You're not better than them. I didn't tell them that, but I wanted to. I wanted to say more. Because his mom would always text me, he's not making it, he's not going to make it, he's not going to make it. And I even talked to the director about it. I said, well, I, go, I don't want him on the team. I, go, I can't handle it. Every time he shows up, he wants to fight and fight the kids and oh, talk smack. and see me in the parking lot after practice. I'm like, there is no parking lot, first of all. 
But second, why would you tell that to your teammate? And he's he's a cocky little kid. And I see him running his routes when we're working out and we're doing agility drills. Like he jogs like he's some some expert. And I'm like, dude, I want to tell him, like, dude, you fucking, we lost a championship. A lot of it was because of you getting beat because you don't have no fucking cleats. But that's me being a nice guy. Bring him back next season. Bring him back. I shouldn't have brought him back. That's fucking on me. Could have got an, another decent player. Anyways, during the game, my other quarterback that I have, he's lighting a fire under my original quarterback's ass because he throws he throws the ball really good. So they're go. I tell him every series you guys switch off. I'm gonna see who does better. And so the they the kid just he, man he threw that ball into a crowd. He threw a duck and they picked it off like nothing. I says nope, you're out, dude. I says no. You got to play center. And I told him, I just didn't want to destroy the team by by having us keep throwing picks. I said, you're not ready yet. I said, these guys are fast. These guys are quick. You didn't. He didn't see that last season. We, did, we didn't have a team out there like that were that good. So the only team he got to see that was good was us. And now he's on our team. I says, no, you'll play center. I'll get my original quarterback. At least I know I can control him and, and protect the ball, even though the guy still threw fucking picks. But it's tough. It's, it's a tough league, and, and I'm excited to see how I could develop these kids even more. Yeah, so that's what's going on. That's what's going on with me, man. Not, nothing too much. Just trying to stay busy. I'm really into coaching these kids. I want to see them excel. This will be my last season because my son starts high school. Uh, well, he, gra- he graduates eighth grade in May, I think late May. And then he'll start high school ball. Uh, I think they start practices in June or something like that. So it's, it's going to be too too much busy for him. He's gotten the experience now. He said he wants to play defense, which I kind of told him he probably should. Uh, he's tall. He's growing. Uh, he's going to be really tall. He's still developing. I can still see that he's trying to get used to his long length. His long, he's real long. Got long legs. He's still growing, getting used to it, getting used to it. But uh, he's got good hand and eye coordination, and he does good. I do yell at him more than the others. Uh, you know, just making sure he pays attention. But other than that, man, that that's it for today. Next week is going to be Easter. I got a long week ahead of me. Got practice on Wednesday with the kids, and then like we got a game Friday. Uh, I don't know what else is going on, man. It's cool, man. It's cool to get out here on podcasts, and, and thank you guys for listening. I, I'm working on scheduling people. I got people coming on the show. Just wanted to take a break and just get out here and just talk a little bit of what's been going on with me. Lots been going on. I'll see you guys next week, man. I'm going to get out here and enjoy your day. Don't want to hold you on too long. Just want to give you an update of what's going on with me. The podcast is going good. It's going strong. Uh, We got a lot of things going on with the union. Uh, We'll get into that later. But once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Thank you for support. Once again, if you want to be on the show, hit me up at the Raider and Saint at Outlook.com. That's the Raider and Saint at Outlook.com. Other than that, I'm out of here, guys. Have a good week. I love you guys. Be good to one another. And just relax, man. Take a breath. You know, we're everyone's going through something, all right? Just be respectful, all right? I love you. Peace.